This podcast is made possible through a generous grant from the APSI Endowment Ministry Team. Visit apcenet.org to register for the next national event. Who's down with G-O-D? Youth ministry can always use some big ideas. Ideas that are faithful to relational ministry, but also provide some crazy, fun, and life-giving resources for youth leaders, youth in leadership, and the church. Now that's religion. This is the Big Ideas in Youth Ministry Podcast. Your source for information, discussion, and feedback in youth ministry of all shapes and sizes. Now, here are your hosts, Michelle Thomas-Bush and Cliff Haddix. Welcome to the Big Ideas in Youth Ministry podcast. I am Cliff Haddix, also known as Reverend Geek, alongside Michelle Thomas-Bush. And we are in Season 2. And as part of our Season 2, we've been having top five lists as part of the start of each of our podcasts and bringing in many times some good friends of ours to talk about an area of expertise in that area. And we have got one of the Kings O'Fun Bubba Brammer with us today, Director of Christian Education at First Presbyterian Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. The man knows how to have fun, including if there's 90,000 people to watch women's volleyball. He knows how to have fun. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Bubba, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I am excited about being being on here with you all. So, Bubba, you are leading a top five list that uh, is a longer list than normal, but it is one everybody's been asking for. What are the top five games that we need to know in youth ministry? So start us off with number five. So number five um, is a, a game that I love playing with my kids uh, called Animal Farm. Uh, I don't know where the name okay. comes from. I don't think it comes from the George Orwell book, but uh, maybe. <laughs> um, it is a game where it has the element of competition to it, but eventually everybody ends up on the same team. Um, and they are, and it's a game where you have to kind of figure out who everybody is. Okay. And make you guess. So kind of knowing your fellow youth group members is a plus, um, you know, because what you do is you have everybody write down the name of an animal. It could be just mm-hmm. any animal, their favorite animal, spirit, whatever. Um, and you collect them all and you've got everybody divided up into three or four teams and you read off the list and then people go team by team and just kind of say, Cliff, are you the penguin? Mm. And if they're right, they join that team. If they're wrong, then the next team guesses. So uh, do you do other topics or titles? Yes. It can okay. be any, 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 any category. Okay. Uh, so um, this is like level one is animals. Yeah. But it can because- be, um, Dream. I played it with dream jobs. Okay. Um, we, we have done um, our, we call this identity crisis. Okay. And we do three teams and we put in the middle, not signed your name, a list of like the person you'd like to take to prom this year. Uh, a TV show you'd like to star in. Uh, your favorite TV show at the moment. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. I love this. Yeah. Um, and it can take a while. Yes. Um, you know, we have a small youth group here at my church, and um, with you know ten or twelve people, the game goes fairly quickly. Um, but if you've got twenty five, um, it, it can actually take while. quite a while because the way I play it is I read the list once of all the animals or whatever the category is, um, and then I'll go back and read it a second time, and then that's it. 
That's it. Mm. Well, we we play where you all three teams have to agree, and nobody will ever agree to read them again. Mm. You know, so somebody will say read them again. I'm like, it has to be a all three. Right. Uh, but we we have done it with a larger group, where at the end I'll say who has not been guessed, and if we have you know eight people, they stand up and we get to guess them at that moment. Right. Uh, because it can go on and on, and you're losing people. So. Yeah, so fun. Okay, give us number four. What's the number, number four? four um, flipping burgers. Everybody's got a pull Love noodle. It. Everybody's got a noodle disc, and it is somewhat organized chaos. Um, and so it's a noodle just a, disc is taking a pool noodle and cutting it into little slices. Little burgers. Okay. Not yeah. a half inch slice of what I call yeah, a noodle disc. Love um, slicing that. Yeah, and so you got a pool noodle in one hand, a half size pool noodle. And then you have to carry the disc on the back of your hand like this, and you're trying to knock, trying to knock the disc off of their hand. And it's everybody versus everybody. Um, the one real rule we have is there's no um, like downward slashing. Okay, good. Because good. we've had issues, you know, noodle coming across somebody's face and glasses, so it can only be like a poking motion, like okay. a fitzing kind of thing, or an upward. Yeah kind of motion and that that kind of keeps the safety uh safety level at a at a, at a good level that's uh, a veteran youth leader who knows what are the rules for noodles uh no yeah. <laughs> down swiping yeah we learned um, some lessons the hard way yes yes <laughs> and um yeah it's just a game where the youth are just walking around and it's you know it's just fun okay. to play but it's always fun to see it's a game that brings out those who are the more aggressive and those who are more timid um, yeah. or reserved, you can play the game and you can start to, you know, kind of pick out personalities of, you know, kind of a thing. So it's just a fun, it's a fun game. goes really quickly. Um, once you, your noodle disc has come off your hand three times, you're out. But the game usually doesn't last more than a couple minutes each round. Love it. So I don't mind having people sit out to the side for two minutes and then everybody's back into it. So Exactly. But All right, number three. Number three, that would be uh, um, actually a game that's somewhat new to me. That's called Fishbowl. Um, um, Everybody writes down on a slip on three slips of paper, a noun on each slip of paper, person, name, name, person, place, thing. Everything goes into a bowl. um, And then you have two teams. First person draws that noun and has to get the other, the rest of their team uh, to guess it. It can use any kind of words and sounds, noises, whatever, but that word. That keeps on going for your time limit, a minute and a half, two minutes, whatever. Um, then the other team gets their chance. And you tally up how many guess, how many correct guesses there were. Then you put them all back into the bowl, play again. The second time, you can only use one word. All right, so here, uh, my question, fishbowl, I'm playing with 10 people. Yep. Would you have 10... Names or would you have thirty names? We uh thirty. If they had ten okay. people, there'd be thirty nouns. But you wouldn't have a hundred. No. Okay. Uh, you can always gotcha. add more if you just want to have more. Um but I think it's 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 good to have it repeat because the second round yes. you can only say one word. Right. And it encourages people to pay attention. Yeah. And then you know, and um and then it gets to the point, and then the third round, you play you do it all again, play a third round, you can only use emotion. Like you know, charade or something. Although half the time, it gets to be like 
you'll have figured out who wrote one of them and they'll just point to that person. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, kind of a thing. Or they so, do the one motion that, you know, somebody squealed when they yes, read that person's exactly. name and they're like, you know, do the squeal sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. I'd so, love that. Um, yeah. Again, it goes fairly quickly. Um, I think we groups. call that celebrity, but the the three rounds is important because everybody pay, plays it different. And so um, you call it fishbowl. And that, I think that's a great name to remind us that it's a little bit different than celebrity where you're just getting people to, to call out names. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, right? any, any, any noun will work. So um, number two. Number two. All right. These last two are a little more complicated. Um, but they are two of my ultimate absolutely favorite games. Uh, Alien Abduction is what I call the game. Okay. Um, I learned the game from an educator, and it was called Murder. Mm. That's not a great name for a, no, no. a youth group Okay, activity. Alien so Abduction, I like that. I can I changed get behind it. Alien Abduction, and it kind of follows the whole Men in Black movie kind of a thing. Um, so basically the game goes is you distribute um, – a deck of cards, playing cards, one card for each person playing. There's an ace, there's a jack, and there's a queen. And then the rest of the, the rest of the players just draw a number. The, whoever draws the ace is the alien. Okay. Whoever draws the queen and the jack, they are the people in black. Kind of with the going along with the movie, you know, yeah. kind of the alien police yeah. kind of a thing. Um, and so the alien, everybody then walks around the building the property whatever um we prefer to play in the dark uh because that adds to the scary creepy right, right kind of feeling to it um lights on stairwells you know for safety kind of stuff but the alien walks around everybody's walking around and they try to abduct everybody um and they abduct them by walking up to them and doing a little brain sucking kind of motion there okay. um at which point you've been abducted the alien can then choose to leave the person there or hide the person. If they hmm. want to move the person, then the person who's been abducted has to put their head down and arms like this. And then you just kind of lead them, but you know, lead them by the arm to wherever you want to hide them. Play continues until someone either witnesses an abduction or finds, you know, the abductee so hidden somewhere. And then you bring everybody back together. Um, and the people in black identify themselves and they ask the abductees a maximum of three questions that are, can only be answered yes or no. Um, so they might say to the abductees, this is the only time the abductees can talk. Is the person wearing a hoodie? They would say yes or no. Is the person wearing jeans or is the person a senior? What, you know, whatever this, that second question might oh, yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would answer. And then the third question they have to say, is the alien Michelle? Mm -hmm. And if correct, then we distribute the cards, we play another round. If incorrect, can play continues in that round. The alien is still unknown, but now the people in black are known. And if the alien can abduct them, then they get then they will have free reign, nothing to stop them. They win the game. That's so uh, fun. I love that. And it's really not that fun of a game, except it's at night, it's dark, <laughs> and kids scare each other. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, and it's that, well, you, you all know, you walk around in, the, in a church with no lights on, and it's, can be kind of yeah. creepy. And that's the, 
the what they love about the game. We've played yeah. it in in light, and it's not nearly as fun. Mm. Um, but so the dark is an is an aspect of the game. Um, but uh, and I love it because I will walk around and I will just scare, you know, yes, scare and make you know weird voices or you know just whatever you know. It's just fun. It's just fun. It's pure fun. There's really no. There's not a whole lot of, you know, quality youth group building up kind of stuff. It's just right. a fun thing to it's play. It's just together. fun. Well, yeah, and sometimes there is no, the purpose is play. And that's yeah. a, a great exactly. game. All right. Number one, what's our well, number one game? Number one is, I call it Christians and Romans. Um, <laughs> and this could, this could go a number of sideways directions, but. Yes, there are, um, there are a couple of versions of this. The version that we play, basically, um, we do it. I have six churches of, that, of letters that, of the, that Paul wrote to, and they have hidden throughout the building in a Ziploc bag with a marker. And the Christians are the youth group, and I recruit adults or youth, youth advisors um, to be the Roman guards. So the Christians ha- are given a letter from Paul, usually me, and then they have to take that letter. It might be a letter to Corinth. They have to go in somewhere in the church and find Corinth. And when they get there, Mark it with the color, the corresponding colored marker, and then bring it back to me. Meanwhile, the Roman guards will walk around with uh, pool noodles, and they are trying to keep you from delivering your letter to the church. And if they tag you with the pool noodle, you have to give up your letter to the Roman guard, and then go back to Paul, get the same letter, and keep trying. No, oh, I love that. Um, and you know that's the gist of the game. And for me, is Paul. Um, my job is mainly to, on my spreadsheet, stagger them out. So not everybody's going to the same church. It's staggered over six different churches. And then making sure when they bring back a marked letter, because once you get your letter marked, even if a Roman captures you, you get free passage back to Paul. Oh, that's um, good. And so I look at the, they hand me with their, their marked letter. I make sure it's the same color as it's supposed to be. I've had young people mm-hmm. who have found a different church and used that marker and trying to pass it off. And you know, so you got to be careful about that. Um, but then they go back out and it's essentially, it's kind of a um, specialized game of tag. You're trying yeah. to avoid being tagged by the Romans, reaching your destination and getting back. And you do that six times. Now, Bubba, do you do a lesson with this? You know, do you- yes. The, oftentimes, you know, um, like the first time I'll play it with the group, we do that. And we talk about, what it was like in the church, you know, the early days of the church. Um, it doesn't yeah. timing wise doesn't exactly match up with, you know, the Roman guards, you know, persecuting Christians during the time of Paul, but there's a little bit of that, you know, kind of thing. But the idea that Paul sent letters to the churches and the letters yes. that we sent are actual scripture passages from those books. So it's a okay. passage. The letter to Rome is a passage from Romans. Um, oh, that's cool. Kind of you know, thing. And so, um, I always say, if you can memorize the passage, um, you know, and then come back and repeat to me, then you get oh, credit you get, for delivering it. But, oh, that would be great. That's a great bonus. Uh, but how many had people do it? Yeah. But, well, Bubba, um, thank you for being with us. We have the top five game list that we will put on the um, Big Ideas in Youth Ministry Facebook group, and we'll attach it to this podcast. Uh, thank you for being with us today. This absolutely. has been great. 
Thank you for having me. And Michelle, boy, have we got a, a friend of the show. <laughs> we uh, do. If, if you need someone to bring the fun, bring the fellowship, and just be an all-around good times guru, we have her with you today, her ever with us today. Uh, Beth Gunn, Associate for Youth in the Presbytery of Western North Carolina. Beth, it's so awesome just to see you. <laughs> it's great to see y'all. Love it. Thank you for spending some time with us. We're going to talk today about uh, the presbytery and uh i know that we are doing this in partnership with apsi and there are different denominations so whatever your denominational body is i think that's such a great resource that we forget about so beth tell us how do we connect to each other how do we connect with our young people in the denominational body I think that's one of the um, joys of my job is being able to um, kind of open youth's eyes to something larger than their own congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they realize that, oh, there are other Presbyterian youth out here who like doing what I am doing and uh, are interested in being together for a retreat, it's it's fun to see that awareness uh, happen. Um, so getting, you know, getting youth groups together from all of the presbytery, our presbytery is a pretty large one geographically. Um, so that's a challenge. Uh, it also, I think. How many is, churches in your presbytery? I think about 97 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot just of- to get an idea of what it looks mm-hmm. like, the, the denominational body that you have you know, over 90 churches and you're trying to do youth ministry for all of them together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you and, start doing that? Um, I think, I mean, over the years, we've sort of um, figured out that what we need to be offering are several things. One is being a resource for youth leaders uh, to be able to um, access Uh, those of us who have done youth ministry for a long time. So new folks to the Presbytery, getting them to know each other and knowing that uh, what works for a large congregation isn't going to work for the the little tiny church that has three youth coming on a, on a Wednesday or a Sunday kind of thing. So trying to resource them. um, And then, you know, just encouraging the churches to, take advantage of the events that we uh, put on and give it a try. And usually if you can get them there, they like it. And they're like, oh, well, here are four events this year that I don't have to plan as a youth leader. I just need to get my people there. Well, I Um, think that that's a key point. And we did our first episode was on, I think first or second episode was on planning the year with John Mm -hmm. Weicker. And I think that's a key thing to remember is reach out to your denominational body, your presbytery, the group, whatever it is, and figure out what those dates are. Because Mm -hmm. especially for um, medium to bigger sized churches, if you could have that support, then you know you have a base. And I think for, for me to remember as a big, bigger church, that we, it's part of our stewardship is to support all church sizes. And mm-hmm. so if there is something going on in the presbytery, we need to make sure it's on our calendar early and our youth and leaders participate. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of support 
uh, for your presbytery staff um, is is just critical for success to be able to uh, know that you have those folks who are going to support what you're doing, but also be advocates uh, with other with other colleagues. Right, because um, if our young people who are leaders know they're going to something, they know who the youth are at school mm-hmm. who are Presbyterian, and you know they will encourage oh. their youth groups to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the other um, the other piece of you know why why use the Presbytery or why uh, you know try and expand your youth ministry that direction is that you often get a group together who are um, diverse in their viewpoints uh, as well as everything else. Um, and, um, and watching that, for example, over the course of a weekend, watching those groups um, sort of figure out that just because I'm from way, way up in the mountains and my youth group's only two, it doesn't matter because here we are together and we're recreating and music and worship and small group. And, and it's just, it's fun to watch that happen uh, amongst the youth, but then also for the leaders, I think sometimes the leaders are so worried that they're only bringing one or two or three youth to an event. And it's like, no, that's exactly, that's exactly. who, that's who we're really, yes. you know, the big churches can do it on their own. Although mm-hmm. I have my theories on that, but, mm-hmm. um, but really it's those tiny youth groups that don't have the opportunity to go on a retreat, just their church right? or go on a mission trip, just their church. And so, you know, hopefully Presbyteries are providing those kind of experiences. Um, go to Triennium, go to the, go to the Synod events, training the events, nation, that kind National of thing. event too. Yeah. All right, Beth, tell us, are there one day events or retreats or leadership mm, training? Okay. What do you do with youth in the uh, Presbytery? Okay. Um, we have, we have a youth council that um the youth that are on the youth council are rising 10th graders through rising seniors um and they are the ones that are um learning how to be leaders and leading the events except for usually except for the keynoting um so they're leading the music and the recreation and small groups and worship um and i have a team of adults who volunteer their time. So there are eight of us adults who work with these high schoolers and the high schoolers uh, are from all over the presbytery. So um, we meet with them for an orientation and then we have planning meetings before each event. So our first event in the year is a combined middle and high school. Um, It's always been quote a rally day. And that term was, I mean, that was forever. And it was very much like a little tiny um, retreat. So, you know, we did we did the community building, we did the keynote, we did small groups or stations. Like a kickoff for the year. Yes, exactly. Um, and we tried to do all of that in um, 
a less than a three hour window of time. Wow. Um, in Montreat and we found, you know, I mean, COVID interrupted things, but we had already started to see a trend that churches weren't going to travel two and a half hours to get to us for that length of time for a three hour Um, event. mm -hmm. So we switched up this year and we did more of like a day long event. We started at 10 in the morning and went until five. We fed them pizza before they left so that none of the churches had to stop on their way home. Saturday or Sunday? Um, We did, we did Sunday and we ran, we bumped up a couple of, of churches that didn't, because it's early in the year, they didn't want to pull their youth out from what they were trying to start um, at church. But (laughs) Sunday is such a better time because that's when we do church stuff. Yes. Uh, In most churches. And so then you're not bumping up against sports and activities and family. Exactly. Exactly. And we, we tried to articulate that, you know, this is going to be worship. Like, don't worry about missing church because you're going to be in church for this retreat, uh, this day, day event. And we called it pathways. Um, and it was great. Uh, we were outdoors more than, well, probably three fourths of the time. Um, so we had a great, a great time. Our next event will be a, a middle school retreat at our local camp down the mountain in Old Ford at Camp Greer. And that's, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth graders. And they come for just one night. They come early on Saturday morning and we do a one night retreat. My leadership team comes in the night before. So we've got time to get everything together. And um, and that's worked really well for us. We had done a two night retreat for eons and it got to the point where, you know, youth leaders could not find parents or advisors to commit to two nights. Mm-hmm. So it was a constant where, you know, the churches that were close enough were sending somebody for Friday night, and leaving on Saturday afternoon and a new adult coming in. And that was just nuts. So um, I would say that's one of the great things that COVID did for us was mm-hmm. to make us reevaluate that and, and decide that we, when we could do it safely, we wanted to do just one night retreat. Um, we have kind of a little bit of a long break. And then in um, March, we have a high school mission retreat that we partner with a, one of our churches in the Presbytery. So they are doing the legwork for um, where we're going to do community service work and help host it. And PYC does all the leadership pieces. And that's a one night retreat, a little less than 24 hours. That's great. Um, And that's a, I I love that one because our youth on youth council, even though they're leading some, they're also working right along beside their peers when we go out in the community. Um, And yeah, it's it's worked well. Yes, it is. And then our last event in the school year is what we call adventure day. And it's a middle school and high school. We partner with camp Greer And we do community building in the morning, picnicking, and then they get to go around to three or four different canoeing, horseback Mm -hmm. riding, things that Camp Greer offers, and then dinner and close out with worship. Um, Oh, that's great. I love the partnership with the local camp. Um, 
because mm -hmm. I think there's so many resources they have that we don't have. I, I was mentioning to you, mm -hmm. I'd just been at a presbytery in Florida that they, they are not as geographically challenged as you are. And they used to have a presbytery plunge day and uh, that's awesome you would show up in the morning and each youth group would make their own raft and you had to raft it mm. to the center of the lake and back <laughs> with one person paddling another person on board but you couldn't use you know a boat you had to do it so it was like you know two two liter bottles uh put together and duct taped or styrofoam pieces duct taped together and it was so much fun and it was really a a nine to twelve event mm -hmm. that, you know that sounds that, awesome and it was something you look forward to every year and there was a big trophy that went around for the youth uh group that won That's and also great. had bragging rights so um I think the other oh go, go ahead, ahead. Well, I was going to say the other thing that we do um, is we have a um, three-year rotation for our summer mm -hmm. programming, which we only do one thing during the summer. And so, you know, one year it's taken a delegation to the Triennium, one year. National uh, youth event that has mm -hmm. about 5,000 youth. Mm -hmm. Great. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, one year, like this coming summer, we're taking a delegation to Guatemala oh, for wow. about eight days um, and uh, go to our sister churches as well as go to the seminary uh, in the region that all of our churches have oh. sister churches. And the youth from the two presbyteries come to the seminary. And then our youth, and we have wow. a uh, 20, well, it's probably more like a 36-hour retreat with them at the Love seminary. Mm -hmm. And every all the Presbytery youth uh, take part in the leadership on that. Um, That's great. And then the third uh, summer, we do a, what, we, what we call a local mission trip. And that might be using, you know, youth, uh, Raleigh Youth Mission or Asheville Youth Mission or... Um, Come on down to cross at Myers. We've Park done, we church. have done, yep, we have done cross before. So it's just, it depends on mm -hmm. um, the summer and where we can find a good spot for that. Um, Beth, you reminded me of a, a former uh, presbytery I was in, in Florida, that uh, Presbytery of St. Augustine has a partnership in Jamaica. And mm -hmm. the beautiful piece about that was they not only took the youth to Jamaica, but then they brought the youth from Jamaica back. Mm -hmm. So it was a mm -hmm. two week trip that you were wow. part of and one week was in Jamaica and one week was in Florida. And so it was this great experience because you had youth all over Jamaica who would apply from their presbytery to be a part mm -hmm. of it. And then youth from our presbytery. And if you meet somebody from who grew up in St. Augustine Presbytery, there's a good chance they participated mm -hmm. in the mutual mission of Jamaica. Um, over the what years. What a great model. Yeah. It, it occurs mm -hmm. to me that as much as we talk about wanting Presbyterian involvement at the adult level all the time, that our youth are probably way more connected at the Presbyterian level than our adults are. As, <laughs> as, as I listen to you talk about all these ways, Beth, that you have all these different activities and different ways of doing these activities. Like, can uh, I, 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 I don't know how many adults could even name the Presbyterian events that we have that adults mm. can participate in, 
let alone be in a habit of going to them aside of just the presbytery meeting and don't get me wrong i'm a huge poly nerd and i love a good presbytery meeting but it's definitely not at the level of fun that these things that you're talking about Uh but Uh my hope would be that through this it would it would foster more of a connection so that those kids will know each other as adults uh, because you know i've heard it time and again when i deal with com when there's problems in the church a lot of our older folk only think the presbytery is there when something goes wrong. Mm, and the truth is exactly it, the truth is it's yeah. doing amazing stuff. You just got to be participating. Yes, yeah, um, and that's. I mean, I think that's another part of my job that is um, uh, with the youth ministry committee. Um, that the youth ministry committee reaches out uh, at least once a year, if not more, with a youth leaders forum where we pull in um, and make make an effort to do a personal invitation to come to the Youth Leaders Forum and just share, share with each other um, for a day. And that's been, that's been very uh, well received and, um, and has helped youth leaders know, well, now I remember that person at the Youth Leaders Forum, I can... I can call them and ask about curriculum or I can, um, that person was really good at games. I can touch base with them. So that's been great. And then the other, the other piece that the youth ministry committee, uh, takes on and, uh, does with in-house leadership is a faith and sexuality retreat for fifth through eighth graders. Um, and so those, and we encourage the youth leaders to come to that, not bring mm-hmm. their youth because they're coming right. with their parents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but to come and be a part so that the youth see that this youth leader, it's okay to maybe six months down the road, they've got a question and they know that they saw their youth leader there and that they can ask and I trust that. that person. Um, so those, I mean, those are the, that's the big picture, I guess. Um I think I think we are constantly struggling with exactly what you said, Cliff, of how do we how do we get the word out that mm-hmm. Presbytery isn't just for when things are going awry? Um right. and and the communication piece, you know, I I I love technology. I love it. But mm-hmm. I also know that if I get something in the mail in my hand. Um, that I'm going to put it up on the bulletin board, right? Um, instead right, of printing right. it out. Um, or a magnet. That's, yes, yes. Um, uh, and yeah. Michelle, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we have a class dinner magnet that, you know, we only have six mm. class dinners of the year, but having it on a magnet, it goes, everybody mm. has a place they could put a magnet. Mm. That's great. Good idea. Well, and they don't get mail as much anymore. So getting- no. A flyer yeah. or a letter in the mail is such a great piece. We just did a episode on how do we communicate. One of our question and answer episodes uh, was how do we get the word out? And mm. we didn't talk about that, but postcards and flyers in the mail is such a great thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, uh, there folks in this presbytery, they do like going to the in-person presbytery meetings. And so having that kind of thing at our uh, display table 
uh, display board that they can pick up and take with them is huge. Um, All right. So Beth, what if you don't have somebody, you are an anomaly, mm -hmm. uh, just like I'm an anomaly as a uh, associate for youth. What if you're in a, a regional body that doesn't have somebody who's thinking about youth? How do we begin to do those these are great, amazing ways for us to help see the connectional church. How do you do it if you don't have somebody? Oh man, that's hard, isn't it? Um, I, I, you know, there are several presbyteries that I know close by that have a volunteer group mm -hmm. that work like with youth council. Yeah, that work with the youth council and take on that role. Um, but I think even that's becoming less and less, um, of a thing for people to take part in. I think if there's any way for, uh, I mean, they're all, well, now I'm rambling, but I think there are all kinds of resources to reach out to. I think one of the best resources is, um, is Jeannie Yeager Buckley in the, mm -hmm in our in our yes. uh Louisville National GA staff office. Yeah. Yes. Um and I don't know how many times I've sent people just like that who don't have a person in their presbytery and are needing some resources like how do we hire a youth minister? What what is you know and I can just say contact the Office of Youth Ministry mm -hmm. um and they have all all these kinds of resources. They've got great resources that you can download and yeah. use in your youth group. Quick um, sheets. But such a yeah, great quick resource. Sheets. Mm -hmm. You They're know, awesome. They have programs, they have information that's mm -hmm. such a great resource. Mm -hmm. So that's one I would encourage, you know, uh, folks who don't have a, a presbytery person. And then, you know, I don't know, I think it would be. I would encourage those presbyteries to think about forming a lack of better word, forming a committee mm -hmm. who would take on um how do we even if it's only one thing a year to do within the presbytery. We actually partnered that. too in our um in our area. We actually did it uh several years ago, North Carolina churches uh we did a camp at Camp PD, which is not far from us, but it also was close to another presbytery. And we had two or three churches get together and plan it so that we knew we could mm. get this other church that had some money to help fund a speaker and another church that had a great rec leader. Um, and then mm. if you had, you know, Cliff who wants to bring his daughter, great, you know, but... Mm -hmm if we could pull three churches together to do some planning, that also was a, a gift and, mm -hmm. and, and it worked for about four years. Um, we mm. called it Carolina connection, I think, uh, camp. So, but that's such a great, you know, there are different models. I think you just have to explore mm -hmm. and figure out how do we do it. Mm -hmm. But the connectional church is such an important piece to learn as you're a young person that it's not just, you don't want to go away to college and think, you know, I'm, I can't go to church because my church is in another state or, right. but to right. know, uh, you know, I shared with Cliff uh, and Beth earlier today that I'm about to go and bring some COVID supplies to a young mm -hmm. person. And that's the mm -hmm. connectional church, mm -hmm. you know, that, that she and I've met at, at a youth conference before. And so she won't 
it won't be weird if I show up with some, you know, saltines and ginger ale and COVID mm -hmm. medicine. But that's what I think. What a gift. Yeah. 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 And I think anytime, anytime you can reach out to someone uh, that's not, you know, right there available, but you can reach out and ask for help mm -hmm. from someone else, um, then I would just say, don't be afraid to do that. One of the, uh, one of the interesting uh, things that happened, I guess in the last year or so was uh, the little little town of Brevard, North Carolina, which is in our presbytery, mm -hmm. um, they decided that they wanted to um, do ecumenical youth group. And so okay. they, the local church um, partnered with three other denominations. And so all of these churches had very small youth groups, but they were trying to get, create a critical mass. But sometimes you have the same schools that your kids go to. Exactly. So exactly. Works. Yep. And so each church takes a Sunday Great. Um, to do youth ministry and, and their, their definition of youth ministry is third grade through high schoolers. Wow. Yep. Um, so it's, it's really, bigger. it's thinking outside the box of, you know, what does that mean? Yeah. What does youth ministry mean? There's another um, church that is doing that only once a month. The first Sunday of every mm -hmm. month they do, you know, citywide youth group and they have a youth leader from another church that does a yoga or, you know, game night mm -hmm. or, and they all participate in it. And I think you could jump in if you can. And if you don't, you don't, but it's a, a great way to share uh, ministry together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Beth, for this. This has been really helpful yeah. to think through how we can, how we can do ministry different in a changing, uh, in the changing church today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was fun. This has been the Big Ideas in Youth Ministry podcast. Join us in the Big Ideas in Youth Ministry Facebook group to be part of the ongoing conversation. This podcast is made possible through a generous grant from the APSI Endowment Ministry Team. Visit apcenet.org to register for the next national event.